Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Per Rocket, an iOS space game with cats. And I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. Hi, my name's Cartoon Penguin, and I'm a part of Shocknet's development team, and I listen to One-Off Gaming Podcast. Welcome, one and all. We're back. It's One Up Gaming. It's episode 179. It's me, David, and we've got Chris. Hey, how you going? I'm actually feeling so much better from last week. That is good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but in the UK, if you are old or suffer from like a medical sort of condition... Yeah. They don't force you, but they advise you to go get a flu jab. Okay. No, that's... Yeah. Because I'm diabetic, I am highly advised to go get the flu jab because I'm highly susceptible to getting a cold. But because I'm diabetic, it could not just get a cold. It goes right a lot further. Okay. If that kind of makes sense. And... My mum refuses to get the flu jab because she says it makes... It literally puts her in bed for two or three days. Yeah. And for me, normally, it just gives me a dead arm for a day or two, and then that's it. But a couple of weeks ago, I went and got it. The day after I had the jab, I could not speak. My throat was so bad. Okay. And then about two days after that, the throat wasn't too bad, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't stop coughing. Yeah. It just coughing all the time, and then I got like a blocked nose, runny nose, headache, dizziness. I just felt so ill, and that lasted for about two weeks. So yeah, that was fun. But yeah, no, that that sounds. Not great. Yeah, and I bet you're having gorgeous weather where you are. Like, it's getting there. Like, we have a few sunny days. Because the thing is about um, Auckland, at least, the part of New Zealand where I live, weather changes in five minutes. Like, it is beautiful sunny weather, and then within 20 minutes, it's like bucketing down with rain. That sounds pretty weird. It is. Is it quite... Mountainy, hilly sort of thing. I mean, I wouldn't say so. Because that's like, what they say about certain places. When I watch Formula One, it's like with the values and that it brings in the weather or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I think like New Zealand in general is just kind of just we're known for kind of having like really like random weather. I don't know. I think it's just the part of the world we live in. Yeah. Then again, Britain's shite, so you know. But um, no, nah, it's been it's been pretty nice recently, to be honest. Yeah. Oh well, that's nice. So, Chris, we have not spoken in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no. It's been great, hasn't it? I know. I've enjoyed it. 
Anyway, what have you been playing, sir? Um, I've been playing quite a lot. Some games that I've really enjoyed, some games that I've not. Um, the not so much enjoyed. Um, I've played two Xbox exclusives. Ooh. Uh, one of them was Recore. That's now like a free demo, isn't there? I think so, yeah. I might try that. I played that, and I played Gears of War 4. I'm not that bothered with Gears of War 4. Neither am I. Right. (laughs) So, I played both those. I was like, okay, you know, they're two decent Xbox exclusives for the year, other than like, you know, I forget it was this year, but Quantum Break was the other big one. Um... I really enjoyed that. I, Apart from the last ten minutes, but I really enjoyed it up till that point. Uh, for me, it was a, it was a, it was a misstep, and that's how I feel about both of these as well. Like, so I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about Recall. Recall is just it. It feels like a Mighty Number no. Nine because you know Recall is made by KG Inafune, who made Mighty Number no. yeah. Nine and the Mega Man stuff, and. And I was playing through it, and I was like... It's, it's got to be better than Mighty Number no. 9. It's, no, it's better than Mighty Number no. 9, but... You, you, you're, you're put into this... Um, big kind of... Open world hub sand juni kind of area. So basically, you're this, you're this girl uh, called Jewel. Or Ju- yeah, I think Jewel. Um, and you've got this robot dog uh, called Mac. And... Basically, there was this planet you're on. It was supposed to be terraformed into a livable planet for human beings. But you're kind of walking around and there's no other human beings around. You're the only one around. Something's gone wrong and there's all these crazy robots everywhere. So that's kind of like the pitch. The problem is you jump into it and it's like it doesn't explain it at all to begin with. Like, I I load up the game... And you just see this girl walk over a hill and goes, huh, come on, Mac. And then the game starts. And I was like, really? Like, no, you don't want to tell me anything else? It's like, no, jump straight into it. Um, and then I just started shooting robots. It was just like, shoot this robot. And I was like, why am I shooting this robot? I'm friends with this other robot. I'm just shooting random robots. So it... The story was pretty bad, um, and the gameplay is very... You have to play through and you have to collect these orbs to progress through the story, which, like I say, is pretty bad. But you have to you have to collect these cores, and to do it, it's like it forces you to do optional missions. So you're trying to get these cores, and it goes, okay, well, you need 25 of these cores to open the door to the next part of the story. So now go back through the game that you've already been through, um, go do like a random dungeon that are pretty boring, go through and find a secret one hidden at the top of a tower or something. And it kind of forces you to go back and back into the areas that you've already been through and like replay them until you've got enough of these cores to progress further. And the moment to moment gameplay is not fun enough to actually kind of make the grind of collecting these cores any, you know, of any interest. So, I mean, basically your only mechanic is 
shoot and you can shoot with a different color and they might the robots will die quicker if they match the color or you can call in one of your one of your several robot companions to do a single attack and that, that that's the entire gameplay system when it comes to combat so i mean it's um played that for a bit didn't end up beating it i i got to nearly the end of the game and i just got so bored it was just too repetitive so stop that, and I thought, okay, well, this is really repetitive, I'll play something new. So, played Gears of War 4. Equally as repetitive. Um, I, was, uh, I, was, I was disappointed, but also impressed, because I think the story in Gears of War 4 is probably, in my opinion, my favorite one of all the Gears games. Which isn't saying a lot, because I don't think too highly of the Gears game stories, but, you know, it was a decent story, it was, you know, well designed, uh, graphically, um, it was interesting enough, the story was kind of capturing my attention, but it really is, like, my problem with the Gears series is it's the exact same game that it was when it first came out, like, you know, other games come out and... They take the systems they had before and they kind of innovate on them. They add to them. They do something with it. You know, this is the exact same system that I played in Gears of War 1. Um, sadly, for over half the game, you're using the exact same weapons that you used all throughout the Gears series. Like, the weapons you used in the last four Gears of War games, you have to use for over half the game with nothing new. Um, it just, and I was just, I was just like, you know, oh, it's a little bit of a different story. I've played this game before. I've played this game four times. I've played this game and I wasn't too fond of it before because it is, it, it's slow. It is just kind of, you cover shooting, you get behind cover, you stay there, you shoot wave upon wave of enemies, you walk through a door, you do it again. You know, and there's kind of nothing more than that. There was there was one segment that kind of changed things up and I actually found really interesting. Uh, we have a, a vehicle mission. Uh, but other than that, it's just the exact same stuff through the entire game. Yeah, because, I mean, when they first showed the teaser a couple of years ago, I really liked the survival horror aspects. And then I think the development team sort of like, after all the negative press they got, they just met a, another Gears of War game. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think they were going for more of that survival horror, and I really like that. I really liked the first showing of Gears of War 4, because uh, yeah. I liked that. I liked that tone they were going for, but they got so much backlash that, yeah, it just feels like they went straight back to making a generic Gears of War game. And yeah. I know a lot of people have praised it for that, but... You know, when it came out, it was revolutionary, but I've played cover shooters since then. I've played cover shooters that I feel play better than Gears of War, and this just doesn't do anything new. No, I, However, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. However, I have played two other games that I, bo I found both incredibly enjoyable. Um, and those were Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1, uh, both of which are two of the best shooters I've played in a long time. 
Uh, Battlefield 1, probably, a, you know, a decent amount more than Titanfall 2, but they're both fantastic shooters. Um, Battlefield 1, to me, is probably, other than Uncharted 4, my top game of the year. Uh, I just thought, I thought it got everything right. Uh, it had the, the most beautiful graphics that I've seen of any game this year. Um, the gameplay, the moment-to-moment gameplay, like, it wasn't like Call of Duty, where I feel like I'm running and gunning, and I'm just mowing everyone down without thinking about it, like, I felt like I had to be precise, I thought I had to, I felt like I had to think about my actions, um, there was a tenseness that I felt every time, you know, I saw an enemy or got into a gunfight that I felt like was very, um, fitting for the tone of the game. The story and the the campaign, the the little vignettes of uh, different characters all across the war from different nations was fantastic. Like, excellent, excellently written, excellently performed by the actors who played them. Um, I just thought Battlefield 1 was an absolutely fantastic game. I mean, just in every aspect, gameplay, uh, graphical fidelity, story, um, I felt like it just impressed me in every single way. And then Titanfall 2, you know, I'm playing through that at the moment. I'm not finished at the moment, but, um, once again, the gameplay, uh, just feels great. Like Titanfall 2 to me feels like, uh, what COD should have been. Uh, it it feels like to me what I, I, you know, I've played, I've played the last three or four Call of Duties. And, uh, no, it feels like to me what I've always wanted Call of Duty to feel like when I play it, it feels, uh, it just feels good to play, you know, and, and the opposite to Battlefield 1, like I go through Titanfall 2 and I feel powerful, I feel smooth and kind of agile when I'm moving, um, and then the gameplay in the, the single player campaign gets switched up so much by, uh, transitioning between playing, you know, on your own versus playing within a Titan, um, versus all the different, uh, kind of loadouts your titan can have and the different gameplay mechanics they introduce like throughout the game i mean they just switch it up enough that i never feel bored in the same way that they did with battlefield one with the vignettes in the story i never got bored of the story because they just continuously switch things up and i think both of those games have kind of nailed kind of gameplay and storytelling within a game by you know dealing with the age-old issue of uh, you know, this was really fun, but I feel like I've been playing it too long now, or it's dragged on a bit, because they just continuously switch things up, they continuously keep you on your feet. So, I mean, I think they're both really, really great shooters, and that, actually, this year's been a pretty good year for shooters. It's weird, everyone says that, but the Doom remake, I hated that with a passion. You and hated everyone it? Everyone said it was amazing. No, see, I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was, um, I thought it was alright, but, you know, I thought it, like, I thought it, like, I appreciated it for what it was. I thought it was a good game for what it was, but it's not my kind of game. And, I mean, I've not even tried Battlefield 1, because the last Battlefield game I liked was Battlefield 2 on the original Xbox. Yeah. And I've... Didn't like three, and I bought four, and I, tr- I played it once, and I turned it off, and that was horrible. Yeah, no, I've played three, and I played four, and this feels completely different. Yeah, like this feels like its own very distinct game, and it's like as I say, I haven't, 
I haven't played a shooter that felt quite like Battlefield 1 in a long time. Because too many shooters these days make you feel overpowered, make you feel like you're just some, you know, modern day or, you know, sci-fi dude walking around just running and, and destroying every single person in front of you. But this, this, like, there's tenseness because, you know, if you, um, if you get caught, you know, within two shots, you're dead. You know? You've got to be smart. Yeah. Like, the amount of times I was, like, crawling through foliage to kind of get the right angle so I could sh- uh, take a guy out without being, you know, picked up by the rest of his company. Like, I mean, there was there was tactics to how I had to play the campaign. And the, the vehicles you get to drive in, like, um, uh, biplane, um, you know, World War One tank, uh, being able to ride on a horse. They all, uh... They all feel, like, fantastic. Like, probably the best tank controls I've ever played. And the the other game that you were talking about... Titanfall 2. I played the original Titanfall. And I guess it just wasn't for me. I don't play multiplayer games at the best of times. Yeah. And basically when it was just a multiplayer game, uh, you know, when you just like, it seems fun, but I just can't be bothered with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. So I think because of that, I just can't be bothered to even try the second one. No, the, um, see, I um, wasn't interested, as I say, because when it's multiplayer only, it's just, um, I don't touch it. It's not for me. Um... That's why I haven't given Overwatch a go and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I I just know it's not my kind of game because I can't be bothered playing online with people and I don't really see the enjoyment in it. I think it'd be great that, basically, I think EA's Mr. Trick. EA and Respawn using the Titanfall engine. They should have waited and basically did the official movie video game for Power Rangers. Next year. <laughs> Alright. That was the same response I got before, but you actually cut off. Maybe I wanted to leave. Maybe I wanted to leave. I think that could be quite cool, because like, in Power Rangers, you're, you're a little dude running around fighting, and then you jump into your... Zard thing. Yeah. And then you could have like an end of level, end of game sort of story boss where you all join up to make like a big massive power Zard, whatever the hell they're called. Sorry, a mega Zard. See, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the different generations because I like know nothing about Power Rangers. I was thinking like when you, when you talk about, when you talk about franchises that could like use their titans and stuff, you had, you had of Zoids? Yeah, I think Zoids are even older than Power Rangers. Really? I think so. I would have think like Zoids would have been cool or Transformers. Like imagine imagine if Respawn made a Transformers game. Yeah, that that'd be quite cool. Like I think that's the like I I've um I, the Titan and versus Titan combat in Titanfall 2 is so so fun like just, just the different weapons that they give you with each titan. Like, there's, there's some awesome moves. Like, when you're fighting another titan, and they're, like, firing off rounds at you, and there's this move you can do where you put up the shield that basically um, 
catches bullets and catches, yeah, captures like shrapnel, and then it, you can just let it go and it fires straight back. Like weapons like yeah, that, that are was, just that was in the original. Yeah, exactly. But to have that now, like as I say, because I'm not a multiplayer guy, I never played the original. But to have that in the campaign and have like boss battles where you're fighting these titans and then use moves like that or they just they just feel good like the uh even the simple things like you've played in like a game a million times before like uh lock on rockets just feel fantastic in this yeah like i don't know i mean it's it's hard to say because it's hard to to put into words because it's like stuff that you've played in games before and it's stuff that you've like done a million times before but some games just get the feel right they just make it feel fantastic so, if you were to recommend one first-person shooter game for me, what would it be this year, sort of thing? Well, I mean, I think it depends. Are you more into fast, wanting, you know, kind of... It depends what you're looking for. If you're wanting the fast, wanting to feel overpowered, wanting to feel like you're annihilating everything, Titanfall 2... If you're wanting something more tactical, something you're going to feel more on edge about, uh, that you have to be maybe a little bit more sneaky with, then I would recommend Battlefield 1. Overall, which one I like better, I would definitely go with Battlefield 1. Right, because I I come from a generation where Quake 3 and Unreal Tournament, they were the massive games for me. I used to love them so much. Yeah. And then when technology got a bit better... And they started doing... I used to love Ghost Recon, the original. Mm. And when technology got better, when they started adding all the lens flare and lights and all the shine and fog and this, that, the other, I just couldn't play the realistic-y sort of games anymore because I just... I don't know if it's just because I'm colorblind or... But I just couldn't work out who was on my side and who wasn't. Yeah. So I could be stood right next to someone, and then all of a sudden they just shoot me and say, oh shit, I didn't realise there was someone on the other team. Yeah, being colourblind must be pretty annoying when you're playing games, because it's always like the red and blue markers, or there's like the faint red on their outfit, it's like, oh, that's the bad guy. And I mean, some games, they actually mark your own team and not the others, but it's only a tiny little dot, and if you're not paying attention, you don't even notice. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's why I stick to one... Well, it's every man for themselves, so if you see something, shoot it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but... I don't know. I might give one of them a go. I don't know why, but Call of Duty looks quite good this year. I mean, other than the space combat, it kind of just looks like Call of Duty, though, doesn't it? I don't know. I've not played a Call of Duty game since Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Alright. So, uh, and I wasn't very impressed with that, that's so why I never went any further with it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was saying it was the best game ever made, and I played it, and I was like, oh. Well, if this is the best yeah, game no. ever played, Jesus Christ, I'm going back to the Saturn. Yeah, fair enough. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> so, is that all you've been playing this week? Yeah, I've played a few smaller things, but uh, nothing notable. Uh, oh, what have you been playing this week, David? Well, there was a motorbike game called Ride 2. Okay. Which is the sequel to Ride. No. <laughs> and do you know, like, now, 
you download the game and about 10 minutes later it says ready to play but it's only downloaded like 40% of the game or whatever yeah so I thought oh, I'll click on it and give it a go okay and it just loaded up to like a training thing where it's just and it reminded me of like a road rash where you're racing through the city like an arcade sort of game okay but with realistic sort of physics to the bikes but it played a bit it was weird and then I turned it off, and I completely forgot about it for about a week. And I went back to it, and I went into the, 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 the main career mode. And it is so much like Gran Turismo, it hurts. Yeah. You know, they've copied everything from like the Gran Turismo sort of style. All the way, the, the graphics, the overlays, click on the, the bikes, you can zoom around them, look at them, detail... And when I actually got into the actual game after that, it was a lot more sim. And mm. it wasn't just on an open road. It was actually on, like, a track, like a circuit. And I, that's, I like that. I, I prefer circuit racing rather than open world. Yeah, okay. I mean, I love Burnout 3, Burnout Takedown, whatever it was called. But I didn't like Burnout Paradise. Okay. Yeah, you know, like the actual the walled off circuits where you know where you're going. Yeah, but this game it plays really well. You can tell it's a like a, a budget game. It's in the UK games are like fifty five quid, and this I think was about thirty. Yeah. So even at brand new, it is a bit of a budget game, and you can tell. But it plays really well. The only negative I will say is because they've copied the Gran Turismo, I think, three sort of style, it feels very dated with the the actual, the layout and the menus and... Do you know what I mean? Because I think Gran Turismo 3 is about 15 year old now. Yeah, it's well, probably not that old, but... Yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Chill, look it up. Because that was one of the launch on. games of the PS3... Two, two, PS2. You, so, carry, you carry on with what you're saying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually check it out. I'm gonna say it's about eight year old. You're gonna say it's eight years old? Yeah, I guess it is. It is actually. You were right. Fifteen years old. All oh, right, Jesus Christ. April twenty eighth, two thousand and one was the initial release. Flipping hell. PlayStation two. Well, yeah. So as you can guess. If if they're copying that sort of style, things have moved a lot further on now. Yeah. So, but for a budgety sort of game, if you enjoy motorbikes, it is really good. Once I got used to the the handling of the bike, because you have to actually lean right over, and then you have to straighten yourself up before you can lean back to the. It, once you get used to the floor of the circuit, it is really fun. Yeah. The next game, it's just a mobile game, but I thought I'd mention it because I really enjoyed it. It's called Pin Out. And it's basically... Do you know the Pac-Man Championship Edition? The way they changed the art style to be more neon and... Yeah, yeah. Imagine a pinball table, but with that sort of art. And basically, you're trying to get the ball up to the next set of flippers. And then when you get it to the next set of flippers up, the 
sort of like it changes color and speeds and music and it's such a fun little game yeah i really enjoyed that okay so i played it on the iphone really fun next game a proper game Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Yeah, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. And this game suffers from the same thing that I think Smash Brothers suffers from. Okay. And that's well too many hundreds of characters to be able to choose from. Okay. And they all have the same sort of button layout, so you're just mashing buttons. Yeah. Did you buy that, or did you get a code for that? I got a disc. They uh, they sent you a disc? I would have given you the code if it was a code, but I weren't going to ship a disc out. Oh, no, 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 no. I was wondering, because I was like, that doesn't seem like your kind of game, Dragon Ball Xenoverse yeah, 2. Yeah, no. No. If I get codes for PS4, I give them out to people. If I get discs, I can't be asked to spend the fiver to send it over to other people. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. So what, what did you think of Dragon Ball? So you thought it was uh, too many characters? The problem is, I know nothing about Dragon Ball. Absolutely nothing about Dragon Ball. So it opens up, and it's this... Explaining this massive battle that's just happened. And it's, I'm just like, I I don't know these characters. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this other person turns up and goes back in time to before the battle starts. And then you are this character and you were basically time travelling through all the major battles and changing the course of history right so well, that's fine you for you because you don't even know the history yeah if you were a massive Dragon Ball fan this could be amazing because you're going back to some of the major like fights throughout the the cartoon sort of well sorry anime's history yeah and that could be amazing but to me it was just I don't know these people. They're not really introducing themselves. It's just weird names and shouting and... Yeah. And then when the game come on, it looks nice, but I think it looks like a high-res PS2 sort of game because they're going for the cartoony sort of style. It doesn't have yeah. the detail. It's just like thick black lines and... It just looks a bit simple. Even the backgrounds don't look very detailed. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, it plays smoothly enough. It is weird. It's good that they've got a lock on because when you're in like full 3D world, it is quite hard to fly around and hit things at the same sort of time. Yeah. So, so it plays nice, but. I, I just think that if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, you'll get nothing out of the game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I was a massive fan of some of the early games like Budokai Tenkaichi 2 and 3. Um, and I felt like I played uh, Ultimate Tenkaichi and I felt like the series kind of started like they'd already made their best game and were going away and from what actually made the games good. And, um, no, so I was, you know, I was, I was curious to hear what Xenoverse 2 was like, especially with the, you know, cause I'd heard, you know, it, uh, had the branching storyline and the, the sense of, you know, like how you could change history. And, um, I was interested in, you know, how the playing your own character within this world would kind of come through it. Yeah. 
but, but as I say, if you know the history and know the characters, you might get more of a thrill. Yeah. But because I know nothing about it, it is just an above-average-looking game with very simple controls. And to me, that's what Smash Brothers is. I don't really like Smash Brothers, but everyone but, yeah, else but, goes uh, on about how amazing it is. Is this just your hate for Nintendo shining through? No, because I love Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Yeah, but I just do not like Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. We all have different tastes. So, moving on. Farming Simulator 17. Oh, for God's sakes. Now, were you on the podcast when I was talking about those other games? Those other simulator sort of games? You've brought them up a couple of times, yeah. Oh, what the hell were they? Giant machines and demolish, demolish, demolish and build company. And this game was on PS4, the others were PC. So this game has probably got a bit more of a polish and sheen to it. Yeah, It looks a bit more high budget. But it's a very similar sort of game. Open world, go around... You can drive all around the little county where you you are in the farm. And I had no idea what I'm doing. But you have to basically, on the very first bit, you have to get your tractor, go over to the combine, or the plough, hook up the plough, drive over to the field and plough the field. And yeah. I could honestly say I could really see spending hours and hours you're just sitting and just driving up and down in straight lines, and yeah, it's very soothing. So I, mean, I don't know if you've ever tried any of the sort of like farming simulator sort of games. See, for, I play games for <laughs> story and for atmosphere and for oh, this has got story and atmosphere. <laughs> you know, just a game called. Farming simulator. I'm just like, <laughs> nah. Um, I'm all right. I'll pass. That's, that's that's cool. I was talking to someone, saying that it was like farming simulator 17, and they're like, oh my god, there's 17 of them. It's like, no, that's the yeah, yeah. 2017. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate, I hate this whole. I, all these games do it. I hate how they they do it. Like it's 2016. Yeah, and they put out farming simulator FIFA. 17, 2017. I can understand. Wh- I can understand why FIFA does it. Why? Because it's although it's FIFA for this year, it covers the 2016, 2017 season. Right. Because in England, the football season starts in September and finishes in May. Right. Okay. So technically, it does finish in 2017. But every sports game does it. Like not every sport. Goes well, no. over the the new year. F one th- this year's F one game was F one twenty sixteen because it starts in March and ends in November. Mm. You know, I don't know about the American sports like basketball. I don't know when they start and finish. Yeah, neither do I. But I can sort of say for football, I can understand why they have done that. Okay. Farming, yeah. farming, are those the seasons? Wherever these people know. are, those are the seasons? 
Well, you never stop, do you, with farming? You keep going. Yeah, exactly. It should be a it should be <laughs> farming simulator eternal. Yeah. Until we do next year's game. Why don't they call it something like Farming Simulator Crop Season or something like that, you know? Like, a bit more fitting than 2017. This year, we're going to have the biggest harvest. <laughs> so, I did actually have a go at F1 2016. Mm-hmm. I put up on our YouTube channel, I broke up the practice, qualifying, and the race. So, I've got three videos up last week, or the week before of that. So I might do that again for this weekend's race. Yeah. Just something to do, you know, something to mess about. It only takes like 20 minutes, half an hour. And that was quite fun. I, I really enjoyed the game. I think they've done a really good job. The the handling and the feeling of the driving feels really good. Yeah. And again, I'm not really happy with the graphics. The when okay. you're in career mode and you're talking to your agents and the other engineers and stuff, it looks like people from the very very early days of the 360 sort of, you know, where they got no detail whatsoever. Yeah, and it just looks really out of place when the driving and the cars look so good. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess they're using old technology because I think it still uses the Argo engine. That was created for the 360, so they've probably just added some bits and bobs onto the end of it. Yeah. So, I'd recommend that. Good game. Really good game. The last game that I've played this week is a game for iOS. It's probably out for Android as well, but it's called RPG Creator. Okay. I think it's free to play, but you can also buy premium versions of it. And I literally tried to make something and I quickly turned it off because, oh my God, I could not work it out. But I did go into... Quite complex. Oh my God, yes. So, so complex. But I went into, like, you can go into share games or something like that and there was just loads of random stuff and I clicked on one that said Pokemon. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was... A very simple remake of the original Pokemon sort of game. Oh, okay. And all the proportions are out of the characters and the buildings, and it's very simple. But given some experience with that game, I think you could do some quite good stuff. Yeah. And as I say, free to play, so you can download it, give it a try, see what you think. And yes... After playing some of those other people's games who have got loads more skill and time than I have, I can see that, yes, there is possibilities with the game and it could be quite fun. So that is all that I have been playing. So we will have a quick break and we will come back with some news. So back in a couple of seconds. And before we go to the break, I just wanted to mention that we have a competition. If you would like to win Guru Min 3D for the 3DS. Now this is like a full 3D action role-playing game. I think. It's like a maybe an old-fashioned sort of Final Fantasy sort of style game, but in full 3D for the 3DS. We have got a code to give away for a European sort of like enabled device. 
So if you would like to win this, please just follow us on Twitter, which is at OUG Official, and send us a question that we can read out for next week's show. If we pick your question, we will give you the code. So thank you and good luck. And now it's this week's news with One Up Gaming. Right then, we're back. We're not going to do news. It's still One Up Gaming. It's still episode 179. We will still talk. Chris and David. Everyone knows that you'd have to introduce yourself every two seconds. Hey, it's as Chris if you, here. As if, as if you've got an ego. <laughs> hey, it's Chris here. Chris Bowering, if you didn't realise. Of course you would have realised. Of course you would have realised because you recognise my voice. Ha 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 ha. The way you said your own name then, it's as if, like, me trying to say it without not knowing how to say it. It's because I say it, like, when I say it, people, like, just, people don't pronounce my name properly. It's not a hard name. It's like... Bowering. 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 You bow, <laughs> provide a ring. Everyone thinks it's bowering. It's I was like, going to say, when I see it, it's like bow... Yeah. Yeah, everyone thinks it's bowering. But then, for me, that's so weird, because that's like someone being like, oh, your name's David David Kimron. And it's like, no, that's it's, it's Cameron. 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 Are they I'm getting it wrong anyway? Well, no, no, it is Cameron, but it's got the E after the M, hasn't it? So it makes the, it should make the A and A. David Cameron. Yeah, yeah but that just sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, the David Cameron. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> back to the podcast at hand. I think we should talk about the Nintendo Switch. Alrighty then. What do you think of the name Nintendo Switch? I think it's fine. I think it's better than fucking Wii and Wii U. Uh, I think it's on the same par as Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64. Like, Nintendo Switch. Why? Because you can switch between your TV and your thing. Huh, makes sense. Like it. I mean, it's a straightforward enough name for people like who aren't into games to be able to pick up. You're right, but as a marketing aspiring person, I think it's a horrible name. Why? Because if you were to Google the Wii, it's only the Nintendo Wii that's available. If you were to Google Switch, you'd get some sort of like RF switch cable or some sort of cable switches. Mm, true. Wouldn't have thought of that. You know, Whereas you have to come up with something unique or spell it wrong. Do you know what I mean? Add letters in that aren't supposed to be there. and Yeah. Just so when you Google that, it Google knows you're searching for something that's not what you're actually searching for. Yeah. But no. That's why I think the Xbox One is horrible. You know, yeah, like... because people... people look up Xbox One looking for the original Xbox. Well, it's not just that. I mean, like, whenever I try and buy retro stuff for the original Xbox, you put in Xbox, and just 360 stuff comes up, because everyone just called the 360 the Xbox. Yeah. You know, so it's... 
you need they either needed to double down on just the name Xbox or they needed to create something completely different so it was the Xbox Infinity. You know, it's not just some random... That's a terrible name. It was one of, one of the names in the running. Jesus, that's a terrible name. Xbox Infinity. Do you know why? Because at the time it was running Windows 8... And they were going to do like a, there was mock-ups of the press sort of thing where they were talking about Windows 8 and then the 8 would stay on the screen and it'd fall And it'd turn to the side, yeah. For the Xbox Infinity. That's a terrible name. I know, but marketing people love that. They see that and go, ooh, we go creamy. But <clears throat> Don't even yeah. say that to me again. <laughs> Anyway, Nintendo Switch. Do you think that is going to be the saviour of Nintendo, or do you think it's just going to be another nail in the coffin? I I really don't know, because I'm conflicted. Like, to me, it looks like a really cool concept. Like, you know, it's just, I need, I feel like the thing is, I need to know more. I need to know, like, how effective is, is this going to be? Like, can I seriously be playing a game on my TV and then take this and then get on the bus and go to uni and be playing the exact same game? Like, is it going to yes. run smooth? No, but is it going to run smoothly? What's the battery life like? Is it going to look good? Are HUDs going to look good on a, such a small screen if they're built for, like, big TVs? Um what are the games going to be? Because I, I have this feeling, like I see that Skyrim's on there. I have this yeah, feeling Bethesda that it's going to be... all come out saying they are not officially making Skyrim for it. They're not officially? They're, they're not making Skyrim. They haven't started production or they haven't entered any agreements to make Skyrim. Why did they show that then? Because Skyrim Special Edition was coming out a few weeks later on the Xbox One and PS4 and they wanted people to talk about Skyrim. But it's not actually coming out on Switch. Not they haven't officially announced it. No, they've said they've not even started working the part of it. Oh God! All right. Like, well, the question that that raised for me is, you know, is this how powerful is this thing? Because is it going to be running? It's going to be slightly more powerful than the Wii U. Which is what? Does that put it in line with the PS3, Xbox 360, or is it more powerful than those? The Wii U was more powerful than the 360 and the PS3. Right. So it's going to be a little bit more powerful uh, than it already was. Because I don't know, because I mean, the PS4 and Xbox One struggle to, to play a lot of games and, you know, without glitches and without bugs. So, I mean, yeah, you know, the is, is the Switch going to be able to? When games were made on old hardware people had to learn how to optimize the game whereas now they're just chucking more and more processor power graphics power instead of learning how to optimize the code yeah so i think i mean i don't know about uh, it's running the same chip sort of set as the oh god what the hell is that tablet that i've not tablet i've got Oh god. Nvidia Shield. Yeah. I've I've got the Nvidia Shield TV. And the Nvidia Shield tablet is technically very similar 
to the Nintendo Switch tablet. Yeah. Because it's using the same chipsets. Okay. And that, I mean, do you know the Doom remake that came out on 360 and PS3? No. Doom 3. There was a Doom 3 remake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Like it was some sort of special edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was running at 720p at 30 frames a second. On the NVIDIA Shield, that Doom 3 remake runs at 1080p at 60 frames a second. So it's... Right. And because developers already know how to use that hardware and that chipset, I think it could be quite good for Nintendo. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the thing I always come back to when it comes down to new hardware is show me the games and let me see how it feels. If the controller and the controls feel good, if the games are good, then I'm in. And I'll buy it. And I'll support it. the controller looks good. It's gone to a more of a 360 sort of style button layout. Yeah, is it going to be sizable enough, though, for the, the one with the screen on it? Well, I mean, I don't know about you. I've got big hands, but, mate. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I couldn't... I, was it the DS or 3DS? It was horrible, because the buttons were tiny little things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... And... But it's like, with the Switch... I'm not worried really about the battery life because I'll either just have it up in the house, sat down, playing on a game while like, the wife pooping. indoors is watching TV. Or you're pooping. Yeah, or I'm pooping. Other I'd than love that. that. I'd be... love that to be able to play a game and then be like, oh, I need to do a poo. I'm not even trying to be vulgar, just like, oh, I really need to do a poo. Uh, walk into the bathroom, keep playing the game. But it's like, with the Wii U, I bought it. I thought, well, I don't want it clogging up the main TV because I'll never be able to play it on the main TV because that's where the PS4, the Xbox One, yeah. actually watches TV. So I thought, oh, I'll put it in the bedroom so I've got something to play on a night. Yeah. I can play it in bed. And then with the tablet, I can take the tablet into the room and sit in the room and play it if I want. Yeah. The range wouldn't go into the room, so that was the next room over. It just wouldn't reach. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I could play it in bed or on the TV in the room and it would actually go through the next room to the toilet. So I could play the Wii U on the toilet. So I could play Mario Kart 8 on the toilet. Yeah. So that was quite cool. So yes, I I do get where you're coming from to actually play like a proper game and not just a crappy little phone. Yeah. You know, that's quite cool. And... Another feature which I've really liked, some the people are giving it a bit of stick for, but the fact that you can take both controllers off and you and a mate could use one. Yeah, which no, I that's cool. That's a cool concept. For a little two-player game, like Mario Kart, all you need is left and right, fire the thing and, and the jump. You know, really. I mean, it could automatically accelerate if it wanted... Do you know, it doesn't. You don't need to actually have the full controls. You just need yeah. to there just just enough to have a laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to. You're not setting record times or whatever. You're just having a laugh with your mate, aren't you? 
Yeah. So I do think that's a cool little thing. But again, what's the battery life like in those little tiny controllers? Yeah, exactly. That's and and that's what I say. Like I'm really I'm really interested in the Switch. I think it's a good concept. I think they've come out and their first showing of it was a good one. It was a good first step. But I need to know more. I need to know the games. I need to know the battery life. I need to I need to see these controllers in someone's hands like yeah, I just need to know more. There needs to be a, a presentation. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I was expected the normal Nintendo-ness of a console. Either with the GameCube, the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS, the DS, original DS, the original 3DS. Yeah. Where it all looked very cheap plasticky, very Fisher-Price, like, very baby-looking yeah, yeah. sort of products. Whereas this, it actually looked like a premium device. Yeah, it did, yeah. You know, so I think they might be going after not the kids anymore with this one. This might be, you know, actually proper focusing on adults. Yeah. And You know, I agree with you on that one. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but this is the, and I mean, this is the first console that I've heard about where I've been excited since maybe the 360. Really? You weren't even interested in PS4? No. When they talked about the PlayStation 4, it just sounded not very good at all. Once they announced the the fact that they were going to go for power, you know, Leading up to the the reveal of all the specs, they were saying power, power, power. And then when they sort of said what was actually running the PS4, I was like, yeah. that's a budget PC. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can buy like a lot better than that. Whereas with the 360, that was so far and above what the PC was able to do at the time. It took a year for the PC to catch up. Yeah. You know, whereas now, everyone goes on about power, but... I mean, even the codename Xbox Scorpio, that sounds quite good. But, even at this moment in time, that's a good PC. By the time the end of next year comes, that'll probably be a medium sort of running sort of PC. You know, so we're not... I I used to like the, the ideas of the old days where when a new generation come, it was a giant leap, you know, with what was able to do before. It's Whereas just too now, expensive, though, now. Yes, you are right. And that brings us on to the next point. I think for the Nintendo Switch to take off, it needs to be... I, mean, I don't know about in your weird currency, but in the UK it needs to be about £250. It's about 500 bucks. Do you reckon? Is that about right? It's... Uh, wh- what was the, the cost of the... What was the cost of the PS4 when it came out? In the UK, was it 399 £399. It was about $650 here. Right, so yeah, it'd be about... 
So yeah, say about five hundred dollars. Yeah. Give or take. You know, so it needs to be not as because like the Wii U when that came out, that was either three fifty or four hundred pound. Yeah. And like everyone gave the actual the Xbox One like a massive going over because that was I think that was like four hundred and thirty quid. Yeah. You know, so it weren't that much more than the Wii U. Yeah. You know, true. That was with like the the high end model and with a couple of games, but still, why would you want to pay that much money for a Wii U? Yeah, true. But so I think that I mean, like at the end of the day, I mean, yes, I am not Nintendo's biggest fan for the simple reason. Unlike, I mean, look at say Activision. Everyone okay. hates Activision because they do Call of Duty every year. Yeah. They do movie franchises every year. They do... I'm trying to think of other companies that just do the same games every year. Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed. But Nintendo, for some reason, they do the Mario Kart, they do Pikmin, they do a Mario game. They, yeah, they do the same car, like Zelda... They do the same four or five franchises for every generation. Yeah. And they don't really change much, apart from sometimes the graphical style changes. Yeah. But the core gameplay remains very similar, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same. I think that. You know, and for some reason, everyone gives Nintendo a pass. Whereas I just think, no, do something new. Or when they do do something new, like Splatoon, which, watching the videos, listening to the music, looking at the graphics, I was so in love with that game. Yeah. And then I actually got it for the Wii U. And it was horrible to play. It was one of the worst third-person shooters I have ever played. Okay. For the simple reason, it was designed to use the motion controls in the Wii U pad. And there's such shite it, you could not aim how you want it to and then the sticks on the top are completely out of position of where you want your hands to be so you were en- ended up not being able to move and shoot and it was horrible right but if they're doing a splatoon special edition and the control pad matches a 360 sort of pad and they don't do the motion controls and they actually optimize it for the sticks then I might be back in with that game because, as I say, the graphics, the music, everything else about it looked amazing. Like Mario Kart 8, I loved that game. You know, and if they have a proper core Mario game, then yes, I would be into that as well. Yeah, yeah. And the latest rumours are the Mario game is basically finished. So they're saying that might even be a launch game. Yeah, which would be pretty good if they launched with Zelda and Mario. Zelda, they haven't. They still need said... the third parties. They don't. They need to. They need the third parties. They don't. People just buy Nintendo machines for the Nintendo. It's, it's the Nintendo box. No, I know, I know, and that's why I wouldn't buy it. That's why I wouldn't buy it because that's my problem. You know, like 
the concept, like, they've done everything right in the sense that they got their own cool games and they've come up with something that's different from the PS4 and the Xbox One. So it makes you go, okay, well, I already have a PS4 and Xbox One. This doesn't have to replace it. It's something else. But if there's no ability to play third-party games, like, if I sit there and I go, okay, well, I can play games on the go, but only Zelda, only Mario. I can't play Dishonored 2. I can't play Watch Dogs 2. Then... There's just not enough of a draw for me. How about if I say the summit that's not really come out, but it'll be running a botched version of like an Android system. They won't say Android because everyone just assumes Android mobile. But yeah, it'll be using an Android sort of system because it's a free software. And if they don't add a load of stuff to bloat it, it is very fast. It yeah. is. It's basically a streamlined Linux. That's what Android is. Right. That's what it came from. It came from Linux. So if they can use that with the chipsets that they've got, and they've got that deal with, is it DNA? They signed. Uh, yeah, the, they do. The, yeah. They bought like thirty percent of the company, and they shared so many million yen shares with them. And if they do a deal with them. Who's to say that a lot of the mobile sort of games can't come across? So day one, you could have millions of games able to download. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't sold me yet, David. They haven't sold me yet. <laughs> I think I have. I think I've. I think I'll be buying one day one. Well, okay. And do you know how much I love Nintendo? Oh, I know, I know, I know. So I think that's quite good. So, that is episode 179 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. I think we will end it there. I think we've been on for about an hour and, a, an hour and 15, something like that. So it it's been me, that. David, and it's been Chris... Yep, Chris Bowering. Does, does anyone does does anyone ever call you Christopher, or is it just is on your birth certificate, Chris? No, Christopher is on my birth certificate, but no one ever calls me it. Yeah, uh, no, nah, just because like, you see some people with a shorter name, and you sort of like you say Christopher, and they get really offended. No, I wouldn't be offended by it. I just prefer it. It's like if people call me Christopher, I'm like. I'm not a forty year old man yet, like <laughs> when I'm when I'm in my mid forties and someone calls me Christopher, hey, why not? But right now nah. I'm just chilling this Chris. I guess with me it's everyone's always called me David. And I used to really hate being called Dave. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not my name. My name's David. Yeah. You know, but I don't know, it's just crazy things i don't know i think you get used to your name and you know if someone says it differently even if it's actually technically your name you're still like hey that's not my name (laughs) didn't they have a song that was like that that's not my name yeah that's not my name (laughs) that's not my name it's not my name (laughs) yes so thank you, Chris. And we'll be back next week. Yes, we will. Go- 
Goodbye. Good. See ya. Hey guys, Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. O-U-G Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.